0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. na irirangi o Oh
1: my god.
2: I knew this was coming. I'm sitting here leaning Pack still on but just sitting back against a bank on the moss up in the one of the highest points of the head <clears> of <throat> Just been climbing, steady, steady, climbing, climbing on a just this thick mud. Your boots are so heavy because of the mud. And then just when it flattens out a bit, there's a right angle turn and it's up this horribly steep gradient. And I've just had to stop and have a lean here. I am shattered. And it's bizarre. I'm looking at my boots and the mud on my pants, and I'm going, I pictured exactly this. I knew this was coming. What the hell am I doing it for? I want to nominate my toes for an award. I want to nominate my feet for awards and my legs. I'm not sure if I want to nominate me, though. This could be a form of idiocy. Frickin' hell. I went on my first ever tramp just a couple of weeks ago with the Auckland Tramping Club up into the Kaimais for two nights. And man, that's it exposed me to that again, that these people are trampers. And they might look like very sort of, you know, there's nothing powerful looking about them, but man, they can put on a pack and just hit those hills and boy, they can do it. And in fact, the president of the Auckland Tramping Club, uh, Tony Walton, he was I was with his group and he's just, he's bizarre, he's older than me and he was just flying along. He was explaining that they've done some stuff with some rugby players at one point and the rugby players don't, they can't handle it like trampers handle it. Known by haere
0: mai, welcome to Mangamuka.
2: Man, I can't tell you, Eliza, I have been dreaming of getting to the, your dairy for uh, a day and a half, nearly two days now, and of drinking a ginger beer here, which is... About one. One last left one. Left in the French. Yeah, yeah. You get many people, have you been noticing the Tararoa Trail um, walkers coming in?
0: Yes, they have just started, like, lots this morning.
2: And o- over the years, has it been building?
0: Well, I've been here for almost four years now, and so it, it has built up, yeah. Yeah. I see ourselves, our position here as the gateway to the far north, so everyone that comes from south has to come through here either goes the other way, but most of them come through here and they need to either stop for a drink or stop to go to the toilet. We get tons of visitors through here.
2: So you say you've been here four years, where are you from?
0: I'm from here. Oh, okay. Born and bred in a little place around the other side, it's called Mangataipa, yeah,
2: did you ever see yourself being a dairy owner?
0: No. <laughs> well, Hard work? I, I actually came home about uh, 12 years ago to look after our mum that was sick at the time uh, from the Upper. Yeah, I, I thought four years ago, it's like I needed something to do, and I thought, well, what can I do? And so the dairy came available. I thought, what? Well, that's it. It's always been owned by the community. Oh, OK. Yeah, and my bro- brother bought the building and. Kind of like it's so it's a like a Farno business.
2: Oh, very cool!
0: It is. Well, I've given myself five years in here, so my years, my time's up next November. So uh,
2: another member of the Farno will come in.
0: Yes, yes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if that if if the Farno doesn't come in, you open it up to the community, which uh, is Farno anyway, the wider Farno.
1: It's all been on the. Uh, this is the Mangahuka, Mangahuka Huka Ho, Mangahuka Huka river and where I just had my swim it's a (coughs) swimming hole at the at the junction of the Mangapokahokahu and the Waipapa river so uh, just absolutely stunning spot and because we took the effort to walk down to this junction today (coughs) uh, from Mangamoka up beyond just out of the Raitea forest Means tomorrow's not a bad day, it's relatively straightforward 16 kilometers, bit of a climb up 400 meters or so through what would probably be mud, <coughs> but my toes should last it. And uh, I'm definitely going to lose a toenail on my left little na- toe. Um, and then the next day is a fairly straightforward walk 20 plus K into Kirikiri. And a rest day with my ma and missus. Still yet to be convinced that tramping is a totally uh, my scene. All right, I've made an
2: executive decision. I'm uh, <clears throat> after I have complete this toad trot that I'm currently on. Only another 140 days or so to go. Um, I think I am going to become a very single-issue focused human being and that single issue I'm going to start a new political party build up to the next elections <clears throat> and that party is going to be the anti-bloody gravel road party I'm going to get rid of all gravel roads in New Zealand and I've already had 10 subscriptions each of my toes has agreed to join and fight hard to get rid of bloody gravel roads so it's labour day uh, mid-afternoon 23rd October I'm walking into Kitty. I'm going to be having a rest day here with my mum and sis and my sister-in-law has come up for the day and she's done the last this walk down the Kitty river with me Joelle and it's her husband my brother Doug whose ashes I've been carrying with my fathers and Joelle's carrying them at the moment so Joelle you, you felt you wanted to come up and do a bit of the walk?
3: yeah yeah I, I, I do for you know uh, many reasons first of all Bruce because I really admire what you're doing and the reasons why you're doing this and secondly you, yeah, you, you are carrying Dougie's ashes, and that's really um, important for me. i you know, I, I feel it's important for me to, to do this with your, or oh, a little bit of it, and I hope to do maybe a bit more along the way.
2: And yeah. tell me about 23rd of October.
3: And also, yes, that was the third reason. Really, um, it's it's Doug's birthday today, so. That's. I knew I had to do it today, even though it was pouring with rain this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of bed and I thought, no, I've got to do this. <laughs>
2: now, just take me through because I, I mentioned at one point in my first podcast about the phone call from you in hospital when uh, Dougie, you know, collapsed, and and uh, that was a pretty freak-out time, wasn't it? You know, for, for other people who have gone through similar things, like the grieving process, what's it been?
3: Oh, it's been, well, for me, I, I you know, I can only speak for, for myself, but it was a long, long period of, of grieving. Yeah, very long. And I've, it's been six years, and I think that it's taken me about four or five to get out of it, to, to start feeling that I could move on
2: alright well you are going to come to Stewart Island when I get to Stewart Island with Dougie and Dad's ashes
3: you know what Bruce I would love to in fact I will (laughs) I've decided I was thinking of that on my way up driving and I thought you know I have to be there at the end because it's going to be quite emotional but but great at the same time to release all that and yeah I want to be there Definitely.
2: Well, you will, let's pause here for a second. Yeah. Ah, oh, a little hug. Oh. Will having my father and brother's ashes, some of their ashes, um, help me along the way? I think possibly they will, you know. Uh, I've talked, again, talked to people who've, who've done the trail, a couple of people, and I asked one of them about, you know, a high point and a low point and they said well actually they happen daily, they happen daily. So those low points, the fact that I'm walking, the, you know the spirit of my father and brother home uh, will probably help me go, no, no, come on man, get over it, keep going, keep going, one step, one foot in front of the other, one, one foot in front of the other. bloody heck it's uh, 9.30 Wednesday 25th of October I'm finally uh, on my way out of Kitty had a rest day yesterday <clears throat> spent most of yesterday it seemed like having to deal with a tech issue my phone which I'm still paying off an iPhone so within warranty and everything but it died in the rain walking into Kitty here the day before so 500 bucks later I had to buy a, a second-hand phone bloody well didn't get around chatting to my sister Wanda to talk to her about home, what home means to her with the Stuart Island, she was the only one of our family that was actually born on the island, mum gave birth to her she couldn't get onto a fishing boat in time to get across to Invercargill to Bluff and then Invercargill so she had to give birth to one on the island. Um, anyway, we're underway. Back on trail after a day's rest. And man, that was a nice day's rest in terms of blisters of the toes. They're feeling so much better. My boots are dry. First day of dry boots for five days. Onward, upward, forever forward. Initially I was a little blasé about... Um, when I got out of the Tongue Forest, coming up to this Mount Bledisloe, never been up here before, looking out over the Bay of Islands. A former stomping ground of we, the Hopkins, the WRCM, William Raymond, Colleen Marguerite, Hopkins Farno. I once swam a little vial of ashes of my brother from Russell to Pai here in one of the uh, Ocean Swim series. and I reckon it was him getting back at me because that afternoon I got picked up by a couple of mates who were uh, blatting out in a boat to Great Barrier Island, met them down at the wharf, hopped on the boat. It was really rough. No other boats were going out. So we we were just heading out but bashing into these seas. I was holding on, and I just for one split second, I, I just had my hand on the table. I wasn't gripping it. And we just smacked into this wave, flew me through the wheelhouse, and my ribs hit the corner of the console where the where the skipper was sitting, and I broke a rib. So we had to turn around, take me back to Cowow. I couldn't breathe. It was just we had to spend the night tucked in there at Kawau and then and then it was like hospital the next morning. And uh, I reckon that was Doug. I remember that was that was him going. Don't you put me down your bloody togs, because <laughs> I because I had the little vial stashed down the front of my togs for the swim. <laughs> oh yeah, I am uh, rounding the corner between Waitangi, the Bay of Waitangi, and Paihia. There's a sign, the road sign says 25, indicating sharp corner. So. I'll try and slow down. Left calf is telling me, no, catch the ferry, go straight to Russell. And normally I wouldn't listen to my left calf so, uh, so diligently like this, but um, I am going to listen to it and, and obey, obey it because, after all, it is International Day of the Left Calf. Um, so I'll honour that special day. So who am I talking to here?
1: Lennox Macavelli.
2: Macavelli, nice. So you guys fishing off the Waitangi Bridge here? Yeah. Yeah, you have a bit of luck sometimes you reckon? Yeah. Yes. Well what's the best fish you've ever caught, Macavelli?
4: Um probably a 30 pound kingy.
2: Serious, off here? No, not off here. Oh wicked. What do you what do you fellas want to do when you you know leave um, school and all that stuff?
4: Oh, uh, really I just going to fish.
2: What about you, Machiavelli? I
4: don't know yet. Well, I know a lot about cars and stuff for my age, but yeah. Yeah. i got a fish, OK? OK. I reckon like... Oh, i got a fish! Oh! 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 Um, <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I reckon. <laughs> I've
1: got a fish here.
4: The Long Way Home is produced by Bruce Hopkins and Justin Gregory. The executive producer is Tim Watkin, and the engineer is Blair Stagpool. You can subscribe to every episode of The Long Way Home at iTunes or at radioNZ.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, please rate us. That way more people get to hear these stories. If you go to the Long Way Home webpage at rnz.co.nz, you'll find an interactive map that follows Bruce as he walks to Adoroa, New Zealand's trail. Bruce is also on Twitter, at Bruce Hopp, so get in touch if you've got tips for him, questions, or can offer him a bed, a meal, or a hot shower along the way. He'd be very grateful. You can also email him at thelongwayhome at radionz.co.nz. While you're waiting for the next episode, head over to the podcasts and series page on RNZ's website and check out Are We There Yet? RNZ series about the pleasures, pratfalls, and practical lessons of parenting in the modern world. In the most recent episode, Katie Gossett looks at navigating fatherhood in 2017, changing roles, gender stereotypes, and being the only bloke at the coffee morning. Modern fathers have more options to spend time with their children nowadays, but that can bring different pressures and expectations. And of course in exactly one week's time, we'll hear from Bruce Hopkins again as he heads south out of the Bay of Islands and wraps up the Northland section of Te Araroa, New Zealand's trail. The long way home. Fenua, Fakapapa, Farno, Follow us.